0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co host, and partner in all things crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. How's it going? Well,
1: good. Now that our market is over.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: We both yeah. about killed ourselves last week being ready for the Yule market that we were doing yesterday. And I am fine. And I'm really glad we only did, we're doing one this season and that it's done.
0: <laughs> Agreed. I don't know about you, but
1: I am worn out.
0: Yeah, me too. And uh, I'm just ready to, I don't know, have a relaxing holiday season, holiday break. There you go. I don't know. Is it a break? Not really. Kind of. Not
1: really. But yeah. Is it relaxing? I think of it that way because I still of my think it's a but... school.
0: You know? But... <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. anyway. Yeah. This is our... I'm well. well, good. This is our Monday episode and this is a Chad Daybell and Lori Vallow update. Now, I do want to address because we get asked this all the time. Why do we call her Lori Vallow and not Lori Daybell? That's because Lori Vallow is her name.
1: She Uh did get married.
0: She did say her intent was to change her name to Daybell, but she never actually did. And so the state of Idaho recognizes her as Lori Vallow, no matter how many times she has requested to be called Daybell, uh, they don't. And in the court records, prison records, jail records, everything, she's Uh Vallow. So Uh we stick with Vallow because that is the accurate way to refer to her.
1: Uh
0: Yeah, so... I just this question again this in group. a in a Reddit group today, and I was like, all right, here we go. Yeah. Let's just say it. So, Katie, I'm going to kick it right over to you with uh, Lori's latest crazy-ass mugshot from Arizona for an update in the Lori Vallow case.
1: Okay. <laughs> oh, this shrew right here. Okay. Well, Lori uh, did was finally arraigned uh, on Thursday. We did live stream it, so if you hadn't had a chance to watch it, you can go back and see it. It's mm-hmm. brief, and they weren't allowed to film her face. So, the camera angle's weird, and uh, if you want to know why, that's why. Yeah. But uh, it, was, it was fairly interesting. I mean, it was a quick trip to court. She looked very much like Lori looks in court. Her hair was mm-hmm. quite curly. She had real jailhouse uh, <laughs> blush, and Kind of a clown face of... uh oh uh, Yeah, the, the jailhouse
0: makeup was really on point this time.
1: Mm-hmm. It was pretty wild. Of course, now she's in the uh, Maricopa County Sheriff's Office jail jammies. Mm-hmm. She also had kind of like the, the Jesus sandals on her feet and jandals, I believe they're called. Jandals. And mm-hmm. uh, wrists and ankles shackled. And so she appeared in front of the judge. The judge entered uh, two not guilty pleas for her. That's how it is done there. She couldn't have pled guilty if she wanted to. You, This is just mm-hmm. a preliminary. Not guilty. Uh, they have all of their dates already laid out. Arizona man, there.
0: Yeah. On, on it. Mm-hmm. This was impressive. Yep.
1: So we had the initial appearance, of course, on the 30th of November. The arraignment uh, last Thursday on the 7th. Pre-trial on January 18th. Comprehensive pre-trial on uh, February 21st, uh, pre-trial for realties, they have three of those, <laughs> mm-hmm. on the 28th of March and then the trial on the 4th of April. So first of all, that's really fast and it's probably not going to be, they'll be moving these dates as they go. Uh, but yeah. they have it all laid out. Now, a lot of us went, what the, would Lori be going to trial the same time Chad is? Holy Oh my I God, mean, no. it could happen. It probably won't happen. The public defender has already said, oh, yeah, we're going to need to push this out. This is a super complicated case. And the judge yeah.
0: said, ah,
1: let's sit on that and we'll talk about it later.
0: Yeah, the judge was like, well, we'll see about that. They, The judge was not immediately like, okay, we'll fix it. No, it was. Well,
1: the we'll reason see. why is because guess who has not waived her right to, uh, waved, yeah, waved her right for a speedy trial. Yeah. And maybe she's not going to.
0: <laughs> in
1: which case, I, holy shit.
0: I Maybe we'll see how she settles in in the uh, jail there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how long does she want to be there? Right. She's out on a walkabout right now. so She's assessing the food and the company. <laughs> I don't know. I just, you know. Well,
1: when you're looking at being in prison for life, that's probably entirely true.
0: Yeah.
1: And Arizona are her digs, you know, so I don't know.
0: Maybe she'll. It's winter, so she'd rather be there than here. She hates the cold. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, A lot of us have wondered, why not just plead guilty? You're already in prison for life. Uh, Lots of reasons because you're Lori and you love the intention of going to trial because you want to piss Kay and Larry off some more because you want to flirt with your attorneys and have that attention spread upon you. All of those reasons. Uh, mm-hmm. also because you still maybe think you have some snowballs chance in hell to appeal. You don't, but, uh, though lots of reasons why she might not plead guilty and get it over with. But then again, we shall see. Uh, the prosecutor had mentioned that there was uh, one witness that was uh, participating via Zoom. That was Brandon Boudreaux. Uh, Woodcox also had participated via Zoom. So they uh, are being given the right to, of course, uh, be there in some capacity or another. What?
0: Arizona has this shit figured out?
1: Get a clue, Idaho. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, and that's pretty much it. She had some documents to sign and she was Mm outie. So one thing we did learn uh, this last week is who her public defender is in Arizona. Mm -hmm. This is a man by the name of Keith Terry. I'll tell you a little bit about Keith. Keith is from Arizona. He went to Sedona high school, according to his LinkedIn. Uh, He studied, Justice studies, uh, got his BS in justice studies at Arizona State. Then he went on to the University of Arizona where he got his uh, Juris Doctorate in 2014. And then he worked for the Consino County Public Defender's Office. He worked at an immigration law clinic. Then he was a public defender some more. He was a law clerk, uh, a federal public defender law clerk for the District of Arizona. And he's been a trial attorney for nine years in Maricopa County, Arizona, and has been a public defender for at least part of that time. So that's what we know about Keith. Uh, There was also a woman that was on the other side of Lori in court. that is an additional public defender that must be working on her case. We don't know her name yet,
0: uh, but I
1: was glad to see a woman.
0: <laughs> She's a tough looking chick too. Mm-hmm. She's bald from behind. I thought she was a man until she turned mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, <laughs> Oh, Lori we <laughs> will not give a shit about the golden vagina. Not mm-hmm. at all. I no. was thrilled to see a woman working on her case. There might mm-hmm. be a little more of a reality check here. We
1: were hoping that all of her public defenders would be female. We feel like that would be appropriate. Mm
0: Yeah. Yeah. I wish, but.
1: Yeah. So that's pretty much it. It wasn't super exciting, but all of these things are important. And seeing that timeline of events laid out is pretty sobering. Because Mm -hmm. if she decides to play this uh, same card again and refuse to uh, waive her right to a speedy trial, she actually could be going to trial the same time Chad is.
0: Oh, my God. I don't I know. Don't... Let's just not even know. Right. No. We it would can't have be. to
1: You'd have to take one and I'd have to take the other. And we'd just have to
0: right. we meet just... together every
1: night for a live to uh, <laughs> sort it all out.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Let's just please know. Let that not be the case.
1: God, that I know. Hard. They don't care yeah. about
0: us little Idaho podcasters, but oh my God, having them both on trial at the same time in different states.
1: Holy shit. <laughs> it's not just that, though. It's it's the witnesses that would be called mm-hmm. uh, from the, the public sector, but also from law enforcement that could intersect. Right. There's a lot of reasons why those trials should not happen at the same time.
0: And they probably won't. That's pretty problematic. And Chad's is pretty set. So I would imagine mm-hmm. they would push hers back a bit.
1: If anyone tries to move Chad's, everyone's heads will explode.
0: Oh, my you God. Know? Right. If
1: Pryor comes back now and is like, oh, we need more time. I think the judge will literally just fall to the floor out of his chair. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And speaking of Chad, here we go. Here's a pretty good shot of old resting toad face in a, mm-hmm. in a hearing of past. So week before last, we... Uh, live streamed a four-hour hearing where a bunch of things were addressed in Chad's trial and the uh, rulings are out in those so let's talk about them the first one this cracks me up a lot it's just the scheduling of it all but if you recall there were some scheduling snafus last time around mm-hmm. for when certain kinds of um discovery were due so i'm going to get to that in just a second but there's a motion hearing on january 30th pre-trial on uh february 22nd jury trial begins um at the ada county courthouse on april 1st scheduled through may 31st oh please god let it not be that long uh but that's kind of this the timeline that we are on yeah but i wanted to point out only because this was such a thing last time. So discovery must be completed and served on or before 5pm on February 1st, 2024. Remember last time it was everything was before the date. Uh And then the prosecutor's office thought it meant on or before and turned it all in at like five o'clock on the date. Yeah. Um, expert witness deadline this was the big one that you know people were they were super mad about this one too uh-huh. also on or before February 1st of uh-huh. 2024 uh so yes they've 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 clarified their language now that it is in fact on or before not before because yeah there was a big old everybody was pissed off about that situation and that is actually part of what resulted in the death penalty being dropped in Lori's case Uh was some stuff being turned in late because the uh prosecutor's office got it wrong based on what the actual orders said uh Uh, some other rulings that are out now not everything is out because the actual release the actual uh request to drop the death penalty has not been ruled on There's right one and there were two different
1: hasn't... filings
0: right and so one of them is the most there well con- yeah that's right there are two and they have not been ruled on but mm-hmm. the motion in limine that was the um objection for well it was for the state to uh limit the state to consistent arguments on defendants relative cul- culpability so this was who's the ringleader uh, who was the big cheese in charge the, uh-huh. the the prosecution said it was it was Lori. they can't turn around and say it was chad blah 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 and that was hot hotly contested by the prosecution and they said we uh-huh. never actually said those things they were implied but not directly stated uh that was denied with yeah. no explanation whatsoever which i thought was rather interesting uh-huh. were you surprised so, by that one Uh, Not really. After listening to the state's, um, the state's objection, I wasn't surprised by it because it's true that what, what the, what the defense is saying is that the prosecution came right out and said those things. They really didn't. It was that the case that they presented implied that Lori was the ringleader, Uh Um, but they didn't make that as a direct statement. Yeah.
1: I was not surprised by the ruling. I'm with you after I heard the prosecution. When I first read the brief, I was like, Mm -hmm. "Mm, this is actually a pretty good argument. They might get this. This is a pretty good argument. But Mm -hmm. uh, failing to recognize that, uh, you know, Pryor was just shooting from the hip or right Right. around the corner from there. And (laughs) claiming that.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes, that.
1: From there. uh, That, you know, (laughs) that Rob Wood said. And the whole hearing, if you guys remember, he kept saying, Rob Wood can't say th- or Mr. Wood, Mr. Wood can't Mr. say Wood. this, and Mr. Wood can't say that. Never one time did he address Ms. Blake. No, nope. uh, right. it was all Mr. Wood, Mr. Wood, Mr. Wood. It was,
0: he's so disrespectful of Lindsay Blake. He's such a dick. But there was a lot of, like, just... Right on the edge of eye rolling from the judge in all of that coming from prior. And it didn't seem like the judge was buying it at all. Yeah. So that was denied. Then we had the motion to amend the indictment and we know this was the, the error that was made in the original indictment from the grand jury. It was amended right at the end of the prosecution's case in Lori's trial. Uh You know, it's been, everyone's pissed about it, but it's, they most certainly can amend it and did. Right. And so it's really minor. It's just about the grand theft charges and how they were worded, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, that was granted. So that's already been taken care of. So that won't be need, need to be dealt with at trial, <laughs> which huh. is good because everyone yeah. was furious over that before. That- started quite the fight
1: the law actually is that they could change that amendment or they can amend that charge clear up into the time that the jury heads out to deliberate so right. they had every right to do it it's just not done you know yeah.
0: usually they but, do it beforehand like this so mm-hmm. they did it's fixed whatever i mean they could just drop the grand theft charges it doesn't even freaking matter but right anyway. no one cares no one cares like, about these are, that these are triple murder charges who cares about that So then we had the change of venue. So this was the state asking the judge to reconsider the change of venue. So they can't apply for change of venue because that has already occurred. But what they could do is ask the judge to reconsider changing the venue from Ada County and and moving the trial back to Fremont County. There's quite quite an explanation in this one, although I'm not gonna read it because it's kind of pointless. The bottom line is this: there are 2,000 qualified jurors in Fremont County. Uh There are 300,000 qualified jurors in Ada County. Uh For Lori's trial, they had to pull 1,800 jurors. Yep, that's almost every qualified juror in Fremont County, and that would include all of law enforcement and their families any other witnesses from that community, like the judge himself, you know, you name it.
1: Yeah. The victims, friends and families. I mean,
0: yeah, there's just no freaking way that mm -hmm. the population is going to support that. So the judge denied that and is leaving the trial in Ada County, which we did not think that there was any way. Having been there, knowing Fremont County, living near it all our lives, we were like, uh, what would possibly be the benefit of returning the trial? You know, and there was a lot of arguing and, there, you know, uh, Nate Eaton's name and East Idaho News got thrown <laughs> around a whole lot. and Nate Eaton <laughs> got thrown under the bus a bunch of times in uh-huh. this argument, which I found interesting because, well, I don't know. I mean, East Idaho News obviously has covered this very heavily. Um, <laughs> Pryor tried to say that East Idaho News just covers East Idaho which isn't true. East Idaho News is now an internationally known news site thanks Mm -hmm. to this case. So uh, they covered it very heavily in Ada County. They've covered it very heavily in Fremont County. Like, it doesn't Mm -hmm. really matter. They're going to cover it heavily wherever they are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, there's not going to be any more attention on this case during Chad's trial than there was during Lori's. Right. And it's still a much bigger population and much more likely to find those folks Uh that they will feel comfortable with on a jury in Ada County, simply by population. So it's just
1: not possible in Fremont.
0: No, the judge did a lot of defending of Fremont County and Fremont County law enforcement and the Fremont County courthouse. Uh um, Because there was a lot of that came up that from the defense and they're right. It's a tiny little place Uh with practically zero amenities Uh with a tiny little courthouse that could not possibly support oh, this trial. It no. is a challenge for Ada County, but you would die to see Fremont County. Really? Well, There's if you no remember, Lori's way.
1: sentencing was at Fremont, Fremont County, County.
0: and mm-hmm. practically
1: no one was able to attend because it was yeah. Jumped. People
0: camped out on the lawn overnight, which was so weird and gross. But anyway, it, it's it's just so such a no brainer that I still uh-huh. really question why did the prosecution even ask for this? What was the reasoning behind this other than (sighs) they don't have to travel? Mm -hmm. Law enforcement doesn't have to travel. Like, I mean, it's, it's a big hardship for all of them to spend weeks and weeks, five hours away, which I get, I totally get. Yeah,
1: And maybe they were just doing their due diligence, but we had been confused as to why they didn't argue to have it in Idaho Falls. If they had done that in Bonneville County, and showed up with some solid numbers about the amount of qualified jurors in Bonneville County, maybe that would have been considered. Maybe it wouldn't have, but it would have been a much more feasible idea than Fremont.
0: It's certainly better, but the jury pool is still nowhere near as big in Bonneville County as it is in Ada. So anyway, trial is staying in Ada County, which Uh we're not surprised by that. I mean, we figured that was going to be the case um the question of whether or not the death penalty stays on the table has not been ruled upon just yet so we will report that to you uh when it is but we'll see what the judge is going to do and you know the judge could withhold any judgment on this until the penalty phase of this trial too he doesn't actually Mm -hmm. have to rule on it now because remember this is a death penalty attached trial which means there are actually two trials the guilt phase Mm-hmm. And the penalty phase. Yep. And he could wait until the penalty phase to decide mm-hmm. what he's going to do with this request. Yeah. So we'll see.
1: I was kind of surprised to see everything else roll out, but not those.
0: But. Well, you know, that was, and that was one of the things that the prosecution brought up. Is this the right time? Should we even mm-hmm. be talking about this yet? They did. Is this even yeah. relevant? And, you know, I, I, that discussion happened last time as well. And it was mm-hmm. relevant because of the problems with discovery. But in this case, is it really? I mean, mm-hmm. till we get to that point. So I don't know. I'm not sure if we'll actually see a ruling on it before then or not, or if this will actually yeah. wait until the end of the trial, mm-hmm. or the guilt phase of the trial. So we shall see, but what we know is they're going to be moving old resting toad face to Ada County, mm-hmm. um, probably around the end of February or end, end of March. I mean,
1: end a march yep because yep. the
0: the pretrial conference is actually scheduled for Fremont County so they'll do that in Fremont County mm-hmm. and then he will be transferred mm-hmm. to Ada I'm assuming and well, you know there Lori... was quite oh go ahead oh well there was quite a bit in the scheduling around pretrial conference and mm-hmm. the potential for a deal the potential uh-huh. for a plea and how all of that yeah. would work if that were to be the case uh-huh. because you know we've heard definite rumblings that there's there's still hope for that
1: uh-huh.
0: we don't know because what we've heard is that the defense has been extremely unrealistic uh-huh. about what they could get here and i i yeah. think that it's pretty clear that the only thing the prosecution would be willing to do is take the death penalty off the table uh-huh. And where we haven't had a ruling on that as far as the judge, you know, Mm -hmm. that still puts things pretty well up in the air. Yeah. Yeah. For sure it does. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was just going to say with Lori, I think they moved her about seven days before.
0: Yeah.
1: It'll be seven to ten-ish days there too, probably for Chad as well.
0: But Yep. Yep. So he'll spend most of his winter in Fremont County, which is even colder than where we are. So... (laughs) Enjoy those cold-in-the-middle hot pockets. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're probably really cold in the middle in the wintertime.
1: Chad, I hope your hot pockets are always either cold in the middle or absolute lava.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's eaten very many of them because every time we see him lately, he looks thinner. Yeah, he does. He does not look well. He's not looking well. Mm
1: -mm. He's pretty gray. He's real thin. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's what happens when you are accused of murdering three people
1: sucks to suck i guess
0: yes yes it does well that is our monday episode we will be back with lots more inter- there's a lot of interesting stuff going on right yeah, now there We're is they're bringing you some interesting cases this week so keep an eye out for that and you know it we are the true crime squad thanks for being here take care <laughs>